life. It's more full of surprises than anything you could make up. Scary stories, funny stories, sad stories, we've got them all and they're all true. Everyone has at least one great story. What's yours? All right, who ordered takeaway? Got your true story coming right up. I'd like a funny story with a dash of bellyache, please. Um, could I get something with aliens, guns, and travel, please? A one thriller with an overlay of a relationship going wrong. One takeaway order of suspense, please. You're gonna love all the stuff here. It's all really awesome. This is Tall Tales Takeaway, the podcast of bite-sized stories for curious minds on the go. Welcome to today's show. I'm Michael Burns, and this is Tall Tales Takeaway, the podcast of true stories presented by Tall Tales, India's longest-running live storytelling event series. When we think of takeaway, we think of food. People food, obviously. But not today. Today it's about dog food. And cat food, too. Today's story is called Cat Dog. Alicia Parekh's brother is different from her, and they don't always see eye to eye. But why should they? I always say this to people that when we disagree about something, politics or a movie or something like that, it's a great thing. Isn't it a great thing that we disagree? I mean, how boring would the world be if we agreed on everything? I can't think of anything worse than that. In a way, disagreement is what makes the world go round. Of course, there are different levels of disagreement, and for someone that we're close to, even if we have fun disagreeing on some things, we want to be in sync on the fundamental core ideas about what's most important in life. There are certain values that bind us, and they bind us forever. Actually, that's a good segue to the story, and I'll let Alicia take it from here. There are only two things you have to know about Pranay Parikh. First, that he's an incredibly good storyteller. And second, and more importantly, he is my older brother. Growing up with him was no easy task. If I could put this in the simplest possible way, I am a cat and he's a dog. I like being by myself, doing what I like, love the couch, I'm moody, stubborn, indifferent, although secretly I need love and food. He, on the other hand, follows me around, can't leave me alone, wants to constantly touch, kiss, lick, cuddle, not necessarily in the same order, has to be on the couch if I'm on it, is lively, caring, warm and energetic, and always gives me the attention I don't want. There was no end to our fights, unless something in the house broke, or our screams crossed the boundaries of the four walls. Maybe it wasn't like cat and dog, but more like a cat and a mouse. Our fights were like Tom and Jerry. We would be running around, pushing, throwing, smashing, whatever came our way. Doors banging, windows rattling. This was a common phenomenon, almost routine. Leaving us home alone was a roll of the dice my parents dreaded to make. I still clearly remember one of our fights. I was sitting in the hall when my brother decided to give me a body slam. Oh, and I forgot to mention, my brother was heavy, 130 kgs at that time. But that never seemed to stop him. Body slamming was his speciality. He would run to wherever I was and dive, as if I was an extension of the sofa or the bed. One day, he crushed me like a bug and then picked me up and slammed me down. Maybe it was just too irresistible to see me comfortable. I don't know. And then he assaulted me with his kisses and cuddles just like that for no reason. Of course, that was even worse and was enough to set me off. 
I pushed him off me and the chase began. His room, my room, hall, dining area. Threw a few things here and there. Living room, balcony. This went on for a few tiring moments until he took refuge behind his door. While I stood outside, kicking it ferociously. Open the door, you chicken, hiding behind it like a coward. Why can't you leave me alone? You're so dead today. <laughs> you wish. First come and get me. That door would always save him. Most of our fights were pretty much like that. Only weapons upgraded. We were living life mortal combat size. Planning attacks, strategizing, finding weaknesses, strengthening defenses. Waging a war was a full body workout. Every single spare part was put to good use. This is Champion vs. Aubin Martel 10 times. Over the years, our alliance changed, as it does with most siblings, from foes to friends. We continued fighting with the same intensity, but now we also fought for each other. We became each other's best friends. He was my father, mother, brother, sister, guide, best friend and role model. My universe revolved around him and his universe existed because of me. Pranay wasn't someone you could easily miss or ignore. Apart from his humongous size, his sense of humour and sharp wit made it impossible to win him over in a conversation. Those few who tried were roasted alive. His passion for stories could not be curtailed either. Those days, he wanted to be a filmmaker and narrate stories on the big screen. He devoured every movie that came his way. He made a short film in 2009 called Kalki for a private short film camp that happened in Bangalore, which earned him an award and a lot of recognition. It also got him a seat at the Whistling Woods, a premier filmmaking institute by Subhash Ghai. But he had other plans. He joined Maika and took a course in ad filming. He said there was more creativity and scope here than cliché cinema. In my eyes, he was George Orwell of modern era. I loved him, but we still fought because it was, strangely, our own way of showing each other how much we cared. I think only siblings understand what I'm really talking about. Just before he left for Ahmedabad in 2009, we had another fight. This one left a mark. A scar, literally. I was having breakfast with my cousin who had come down to visit us. He was in his unusual state of mind, moody and touchy, over the most insignificant of topics. I don't quite remember what our argument began over, but in no time, he was raging with anger. You don't value me one bit. Have you ever said I love you to me? Do you even care about my feelings? You're an arrogant brat. Wait till I'm gone, you'll realize my value when you don't have me around anymore. That'll be a peaceful life, you know. I winked and let out a laugh. His temper was unnecessary and the conversation senseless. His grip tightened over the remote and before he could control it, he threw it with full force. It hit hard against the table and rebounded towards me. It slapped me tight on my mouth and it slit my lower lip. Time stopped. I was bleeding heavily. The remote hit me hard enough to chip my tooth and slice my lower lip into two vertically. I ran towards the loo staining the floor on the way and he ran after me. I'm so sorry, are you okay? In the background, we hear our mother pick up the phone and say, He hit her, she's bleeding, come home now. 
As I was cleaning up, he caught a glimpse of my face in the mirror. It broke him down to see what he had done to his baby's face. He hugged me and wept. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're my little baby sister. How could I hurt you? I had never seen that side of him in 17 years of my life. Him in his most vulnerable moment. In my head, it was also funny. Everyone out of character. All masks dropped. I also felt sorry for him. He was in more pain than I was. He ran into his room and locked himself up. It took me a while to clean up, and just as I walked off the bathroom, my dad walked in. He looked at me, a half smile crossed his face as I showed mine. What happened? Nothing much. A basketball hit me. <laughs> That must have been one big basketball. Our alliance had been sealed. It had been two months since he left for Ahmedabad, and I missed him every day. I dropped him messages through his friends and mine. letting him know i was upset for him not calling me letting him know directly would hurt my ego finally when he called we spoke for hours discussing his girlfriends movies and all the amazing perks of starting a new life he was living his dream and i was proud of him we fought on that day too of course but it was virtually which is good for my lip and bone and skull raksha bandhan was round the corner and this was the first time i wouldn't be with him i wanted him to come home and i was trying so hard by all possible means to convince him to come finally he agreed in exchange for a new laptop classic on the 2nd of august in our bangalore house we sat on the dining table discussing his trip home me and mom were creating a menu with all his favorite dishes while dad was over the phone with my granddad talking about my brother's homecoming We were acting like he didn't come home for years. I guess it felt like that to us. The landline rang. Hello. Yes, speaking. Hello, sir. What? What happened? We were still. Who is it? Mom asked, looking at Dad's pale face. I'll be there right away. Pranay is admitted to the hospital. He developed a breathing problem in his sleep. My mother started to ask a question but it was cut off by another phone call. No Mr. Parikh, I insist you come and soon right now. I don't I don't understand. Is he is he alive? My father's question was answered by silence on the other side. I'll never forget my mother's screams. She was howling like a wounded animal. I spend the rest of the day either making or receiving phone calls. Each conversation felt like a stab in my chest. There are some situations in life where you have no choice but to keep taking the blows over and over again. The same evening, we flew to Mumbai to receive his body. Pallavi, my aunt, had gotten special permission from the airport authority to allow him to be flown in a passenger plane's cargo. The entire family assembled outside the arrivals to receive his body even those we hadn't seen in years strangely in many ways death is more unifying than life itself brothers who hadn't spoken for a long time now hugged each other and mourned the loss as his body arrived all broken ties had sealed in silence we took him home before we sealed the coffin i tied him rakhi i'd saved up for him It was after all 
our love raksha bandhan together that night after we put our relatives to sleep me my cousins and our friends sat around him in a circle holding hands we bid him farewell the way he deserved to get by laughing and sharing memories his death changed me in ways i can't fully explain but i'll give my best shot for some people when something like this happens it's like their enthusiasm for life is sucked out like a rug pulled out from underneath them and they're left to navigate through the emptiness of whatever's left but for me ironically i was reborn that day with more life than i ever had before i feel as though his spirit left his body only to find a new home in mine i'm no longer a cat but a cat dog a rare but correct combination of energy passion strength awareness and above all loyalty i know it seems crazy to say this but i love him more right now even more than i ever did before he's everywhere when before he was just somewhere He's around me all the time, communicating to me through signs and dreams. I see him in the world, and I, most importantly, see him whenever I need to. We often hold on to so many things in life: anger, grudges, regrets, aspirations. One day we'll do this, one day we'll do that. But the truth is, the only moment we have and that we can count on is the one right now. We're born, and we will die, and this is certain. What story we write in between is our own. It is, after all, the journey that matters, not the destination. Hey, it's Michael. We've got a small break coming up, after which we'll have a Q and A with the storyteller. So stick around. We hope you like Tall Tales Takeaway, India's first storytelling podcast. Chances are you'll want to check out the LSD Cast. India's first podcast about love, sex and dating. We think you'll like it. It's a very candid chat show hosted by Prem and Rogue. Look for a love sex dating cast on your favorite podcast app. Alicia, thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you for letting me do it. You know, in some ways your story was about uh, somebody else and about you, your role and it was kind of becoming somebody new. So we want to know a little bit about you now. Who who are you now? That's a difficult question to answer. <laughs> but that's something I'm figuring out too. The only thing I do understand is that if I was my old self, I was a hardcore introvert and I wouldn't talk to anybody and I was so shy all the time. But now the fact that I can interact with people and I'm trying to understand things I'm good at and I'm trying to do them, I think that's an achievement and that's something that I think has changed over the years. And yeah, so that's that's more or less about me. I'm still trying to navigate my way through things. Uh, you know what's uh, one of the things I love the most about your story is that uh, you're one of the younger storytellers that we've had, but there's something very wise uh, and eternal about your story that's far beyond your years. Um, and your story speaks to people whether they have siblings or or don't have sibling siblings, because I guess there's one thing that we're all going to go through, which is the death of the people that we love the most to yeah. some extent. Uh, do you feel like this whole thing has made you stronger? Much stronger. I think what is the most important is when you see people who are the closest to you, you know, leave the world. It it really changes you. And for some people, 
it's not in a good way all i want to say is you know there's so much life around you and most of the time we're so busy doing things that we don't really care about we forget to notice these things it's just important sometimes to stop and see you know that there is so much in the world that's there and even though these people would have just physically in their physical form left you they're in spirit always around you and i personally feel i'm living life for my brother and me now like all the things i do would be the things he'd like to do and it's not something i'm doing because you know are not out of my will i'm doing it simply because it became so naturally you know a part of me like i'm all the time thinking about okay you know what if he was here we would do this and then i do it i don't give it a second thought that oh he's not here and you know my god life is different no it's the same if you're going to think about absence it's going to bug you more but if you think about how you can you know be with a person despite the physical di- gaps and boundaries i think it just works out there's no problem with it so alicia you said that uh your brother would be surprised at some of the things that you're doing what exactly would he be surprised about he'd be surprised that i'm talking to so many people and i'm recording my voice in a recording studio that 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 would blow his mind off <laughs> but yeah apart from that I, like I, said, I was not a very interactive person back in the days. I would hide behind him and I would make him do the talking. So the fact that now I take initiatives and I go and explore and I'm on an adventure trip all the time, I think that is going to be like, oh my god, who is this girl? That's what's going to be in his head all the time. But I think he'd be proud. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me do this. And that's the end of today's show. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a single episode. And if you do like what you heard, take a minute to rate us and share feedback and reactions on iTunes or whatever app that you listened on. We're on Facebook and Twitter, of course, too, if you'd like to get in touch. Thanks. See you next time. Hey, do you have any romance or kitten stories? Hi. I'd like to medium adventure stories uh, and hold the cheese. Give me some non-fiction. Anything. Just just get me some non-fiction. Wow, that tall tale looks so funny. I want to please. I'll take comedy. Yeah, something funny. Romance for Prem, fame and fortune for Kirti and a coming of age for Sunanda. Your takeaway orders are ready at counter number 2. That was so fulfilling. Produced by Sonolog.